Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, November 29th. U.S. equity futures are rebounding, so the S&P futures are up 32 points. That's 70 basis points. Dow futures are up 172 points. That's 50 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are up 150 points. That's 93 basis points. The major European indices are also rebounding. They are up about 70 basis points overall. Most of the major subgroups are in the green in Europe. You are seeing some underperformance in autos and healthcare. And then some of the cyclical groups are trading well in Europe, including basic resources, financials, and energy. Asia um, actually ended in the red pretty much across the board, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, so I think there are three factors that exacerbated the Friday decline, um, one of which was just very thin liquidity in attendance. So I think that's kind of reversing itself today, which is why you're seeing a little bit of a rebound. The other two factors that contributed or exacerbated the decline on Friday included elevated equity valuations, with uh, which leave limited flexibility for the market to absorb macro headwinds. That's still a problem. And then I think central bank indifference um, is another factor. And you saw a commentary from a couple of Fed and ECB officials over the last several days, just um, you know, expressing a sense of calm with regards to the macroeconomic outlook, suggesting that they are going to be proceeding with plans to withdraw monetary accommodation. Um, you know, whereas I think during prior episodes of um, COVID waves or new variants that have emerged, they've expressed more caution. I think this time is a little bit different, at least so far, in that they're still going to be kind of proceeding with their um, withdrawal plan. So, otherwise, though. Markets don't know really a whole lot more today than they did Friday morning. I think there are three critical questions that we're waiting for clarity on, including um, transmissibility of this new variant, the um, the severity of the of the symptoms, the severity of the illness illness caused by this new variant. There were a couple of comments over the weekend from South African medical officials about how symptoms from this new variant are mild so far. Um, you know, that's somewhat encouraging, but again, it's still, there's still a lot that's unknown. And then most important by far is how effective the current generation of vaccines are against this new variant. Um, so you have medical officials and vaccine companies and drug companies are rushing to conduct various different tests and analysis, um, but that's gonna take some time. So it'll probably be at least a week, if not more, before you start to see some definitive information hit the tape on all those three questions. Um, you know, vaccines by far the most important. So if the vaccine firewall, if this variant can break through the, the vaccine firewall, um, that's obviously going to change the nature of this variant versus prior ones. If you see the current generation of vaccines provide still a healthy degree of protection against the variant, um, then I think you're going to see markets probably quickly forget about it. And it will kind of be treated just as prior waves, including Delta were, um, which obviously created a ripple in the economy, um, but really did not have um, a material impact on growth um, and especially on corporate earnings. So it's going to be very important to hear from you know Pfizer and Moderna specifically about their um, vaccines. The mRNA platform vaccines, so Pfizer and Moderna, um, are very malleable, and the and the companies have been out saying that that they can readjust or restructure the vaccines relatively quickly in response to new variants, and that is important. But there's still probably going to be at least a 60-day turnaround between when um, you know they can rejigger the vaccines and get them out in volume on the markets for people to take. Um, and then again, I think you're going to see a um, you know there's going to be a lot of pushback for people to kind of rush out and take two new doses of a of a fresh vaccine. So it's it's going to be um, you know important as to how the current generation of vaccines um, are able to combat this this new variant. 
um, you know, I think just looking at this thing, bigger picture, um, you know, I think COVID should probably be thought of as the flu um, in that it's going to be something that comes around annually. There'll be mutations that occur annually and a vaccine will probably be um, required annually. And I think if you look at kind of flu vaccine efficacy, it's really only about 40 to 50, 40 to 60 percent, depending on the year. Um, and I think that's how markets should be kind of looking at, um, you know, COVID over time going forward. Um, you are not seeing governments rush to impose um, lockdown restrictions on their citizens. And I think that will kind of be the case going forward. I think governments will be very, very reluctant to um, impose lockdown restrictions, but you are seeing kind of cross-border restrictions get put in place. So Japan and Israel have banned all um, foreign travelers from entering their countries for the time being. Um, and a couple of other countries, the UK is now mandating a, positive, a negative PCR test before um, individuals can kind of exit quarantine in the country. And a, and a few other countries have put up uh, travel restrictions. So you are seeing some travel restrictions get put up. Um, a bunch of com- countries have imposed um, bans on, on uh, travelers from South Africa and some surrounding countries. But I think for the time being, you're not seeing um, kind of the intra-country restrictions get put up. And I, and I think that will kind of stay in place going forward. Um, so that's really kind of it. As far as COVID specifically is concerned, again, there's really not much incremental today um, from what was, I think, uh, you know, the landscape Friday morning. It's just still a lot of unknown about the nature of this variant. And hopefully we'll get some clarity on that going forward. Um, some other items that are of importance today, Macau gaming socks were hit very hard in Hong Kong overnight. Not so much on COVID, but because of growing concerns around, um, you know, increased regulations from Beijing, the head of the largest junket operator was arrested um, and admitted to participating in kind of a a long-term scheme that violated various different rules and regulations. So that is that weighed on uh, Macau gaming names in Hong Kong. They'll probably translate into um, soft price action in names like Win and uh, Las Vegas Sands today, which have a lot of Macau exposure. Um, otherwise, there wasn't a ton out incremental over the weekend with regards to kind of the the, the macro landscape. Um, you know, I think as we kind of look at it on the calendar, you have, uh, you know, in my view, other than COVID, your big three catalysts coming up are going to be the U.S. jobs report this Friday the 3rd the US CPI next Friday, the 10th, and then you have the Fed meeting coming up on the 15th. I think the odds are that you're going to see very strong jobs. You're probably going to see a pretty hot CPI, um, which will then on the 15th prompt the Fed to, again, steer expectations towards a taper acceleration. I don't think you'll get a formal taper acceleration um, on the 15th. I think they'll announce it in January, but they're going to be hinting at it um, this month. And then you're going to see the dots on the 15th suggest two rate hikes for next year um, with the first one coming over the summer. I don't, you know, I think before Friday, there were, the market was kind of pricing in a May rate hike. I think that's a little too soon, um, but certainly that's going to be moving up from where it stood just a couple of months ago. You have a lot of Washington business to take care of also. Um, you know, my view is that Republicans have so much political momentum right now that it is not in their political interest to disrupt that, which means it's not in their interest to have a big kind of blowout battle with Democrats over the debt ceiling, over the budget, et cetera. So I think Republicans are going to kind of step aside, um, allow Democrats to um, deal with the debt ceiling on a party line vote basis, um, and then also not kind of disrupt 
the um, the budget process as well. So I think your bigger risks in Washington have to do with kind of just intra-Democrat dynamics as far as the party getting on board and reaching a consensus on debt ceiling, on the budget, on Build Back Better. Remember, you have to have essentially 100% participation in the House and you have to have 100% participation in the Senate among Democrats for them to proceed with various different um, bills. So I think that's your bigger risk more than um, you know a big kind of Democrat versus Republican battle. Um, and then, so those are going to kind of be dominating the the calendar over the coming weeks, other than other than COVID. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get some more details, like I said, in about a week or two on the nature of this particular variant. Um, so just quickly on the calendar for this week, like I said earlier, the Friday jobs report will be very important. You're going to get a lot of November economic data in addition to the jobs including the PMIs and ISMs over the coming days. The budget expires on the 3rd. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see a shutdown of the government. You're probably going to get another short-term continuing resolution passed that will give a couple more weeks for Congress to reach some type of a longer-term solution. Um, you have Yellen and Powell will both be testifying tomorrow, the 30th. The topic of... Um, of the of the testimony is going to be about the CARES Act, but obviously there's going to be a lot of questions for both of them about um, you know inflation, about fiscal monetary stimulus, about how they're both thinking about this new COVID variant. So that will be very important tomorrow. And then you have a bunch more earnings. Um, some of the bigger names: Salesforce.com, HP Enterprise, NTAP, uh, PVH, Snowflake, Splunk, Dollar General, Kroger, and others. And then. It's going to be very busy on the sell-side conference um, schedule over the coming week. So this weekend, next week, you have a lot of conferences. A lot of companies will be speaking, providing updates on how business is trending. You're not going to really hear anything from them on on um, you know this new COVID variant, given that it really just hit Friday. So I doubt you've seen kind of a, a real shift in activity with regards to um, you know economic activity. But the the Nonetheless, the um, company updates will be important also. So that is everything for today, Monday, November 29th. Thank you for listening.